I'm a firm believer that the first rule of anything or for any job is to make yourself understood and the ability to communicate is pivotal to successful selling. So this podcast is about writing good sales content and is probably as well placed for a YouTube episode as it is for an audio podcast. But bear with me for a bit and we'll see how we get on. Writing sales content isn't easy. Some people are, are natural at it. Some people struggle. Some people don't know they struggle. Some people don't do it. Um, but it's harder still if you're not frequently writing anything. So your first reflection point would be this. How often do you spend writing during the course of your day? And you find that a lot of your writing is the abridged version. It's either a text version or a message version version with the use of emojis and, and acronyms and so on and so forth. So one of the things you have to reflect on is the amount of writing you're currently doing um, at a professional standard. And I don't mean um, sales. I'm talking about any kind of writing, first of all. The second thing to reflect on is how good were you at writing at school um, because all of the lessons that you were taught way back then apply to the structure and grammar and format of writing. So it's okay to admit internally that you know that A in English that you put in your CV isn't true. So if it is, if it is true that you haven't really studied English to any level at all, um, don't take that as a criticism, take it as a point of opportunity and go and start to practice your writing first and foremost. It's really, really important that you're able to understand that anything that um, the best kind of criticism you get about your sales content writing is in advance. The worst kind of criticism is reflected by no response from the people that you're trying to connect with. So it's important to take some advice from somebody that that you're prepared to listen to and that you want to take uh, some counsel on to improve because sales content for prospecting if you're a lone wolf or if you're part of a team and you're uh, SDR or if you're a business development director or sales director or a business owner and you want to outreach then your job is to make yourself understood and that's broken down into a number of different parts you can google anywhere and you'll get 10 things you need to know about writing sales content and five things that will make your sales content or your sales email stand out or whatever. Um, but that's kind of a really poor cheat. The fundamentals are based on good structure, good grammar and a good understanding of English. The next thing I would suggest is that it's all about economy. Um, people have so little time to, to read anything it's not about too long, did not read. You may have three paragraphs only in your email and the bits that need to stand out are not pronounced enough. They're not in the right place and people will scan the email, see little relevance and they'll move on. So it's important that you're able to um, write like Hemingway. Um, be economical as best you can. What you also need to consider is the, is the platform you're using. I think... In, in creating sales content, everything's up for discussion. And so you need to have the ability to write a good long form piece on what it is you're trying to sell. This takes me back to the English classes at grammar school where we were told how to write presses and I never really understood why, but now I totally understand the, the, the ability 
to break something down into a more concise um, piece of content is critical if you're writing sales content for yourself or if you're in marketing and you're writing sales content for a team. The best example that I can give you is quite a dated one, but if you look at the two newspapers published by uh, Murdoch and you've got the Sunday Times and the Sun, both newspapers will cover one story. The Sun will cover it in the front page and a column on the inside, page two or page four, and the Sunday Times will take two broadsheet pages to cover it. And so you could argue that being the editor of The Sun is a tougher job than being the editor of The Sunday Times if it comes to curating content and placing it in a format that's going to be read. Your job is the same. If you're going to send a message on LinkedIn, you've got to be aware that, again, if it's a too long, did not read, might be 500 words, might be 200 words, might be 100 words, might be 50 words. So how can you get your message across that it's relevant to talk to you um, above anybody else. And so your sales content can be an introductory letter, it can be an introductory email, it can be an introductory message on LinkedIn, it can be an introductory post, it can be in the form of a case study, it can be in the form of a blog, it can be in the form of a guest writing piece for uh, a magazine or a, a, an online portal that you, you want to um, use to promote yourself. And it really all falls down to the very basic um, elements of writing. And I'm gonna talk about that in a second. So I've done a bit of Googling here um, and the usual suspects, like if you uh, writing good sales content takes you straight to HubSpot. So HubSpot will, will give you five or six reasons. They give you eight, six tips in fact. Um, and then somebody else will give you seven and somebody else will give you five keys. So I would lose myself in there for a while and then I would sit back and think, What's really important, whenever I receive an email that gets my attention, what gets my attention? Um, there's certain format um, areas to consider, and typically it's if you put an arresting um, headline, you put something that's captivating in the subject line, and then in the body of the email, you're probably trying to put some of the content in bold and italics so that the reader will be drawn to it. That doesn't sound sophisticated, but typically if you don't have something where their eyes will land on quickly, they will skim through it. So you've got to look at um, the, the grammatical format. You've got to look at the message. What are you trying to say? You know, if you're, if you're selling something that's, even if it's, you know, life-changing or if it's a, the only one on the market, you don't want to give everything away in, in the one piece of communication. You want to um, write the content in such a way that the reader gets a sense that you understand the problems they have in a certain area. It goes back to the storytelling and the arc of the story and um, how you can create the characters and the context and the problem and then solution in a very short space of time. So you need to be aware of that. Also, the content will vary from format to format and maybe taking into account who you're sending the piece to. Um, if it's to a decision maker, then you've got to be really, really clear and concise. You've also got to be aware that it's probably going to be filtered through a PA or a secretary. So how can you get the attention of a third party? Um, if you're sending it to a user, then you address the point of pain quickly or more or, or, or earlier in the, in the piece that you're writing. Um, but knowing the audience and having an idea of their persona and what, what their pain points are. If it's a finance director you're sending an email to, it's all about trying to save them money or, or better spend their money. If it's uh, an IT director, you're all talking about um, adding value to their, um, their IT team and how you can save them time. 
and add more intellect to the process, etc., etc. Um, the language you use is really important as well. So if you're speaking to somebody in the vernacular or if you're speaking to somebody in um, a regional dialect that maybe you speak in a certain way and you think that translates well to, to the written word, it may look good and it may make sense to the people that know you, but if it's an outreach to a stranger, you have to find the common ground, common ground and that goes back to the point of your job is to be understood. So the person you could be sending it to could be um, sort of a could be somebody from France who's working in Ireland, could be somebody from Eastern Europe that's been working in Ireland that's got a really, really um, elevated position in an organisation and you're trying to be um, making sure that the language that they speak and think is the language that you're going to write in and that makes it fairly challenging. It has to be readable and, again, you have to think about the words. There's a piece of software... Um, that I would use occasionally is called Hemingway, where it takes the piece that you're writing and it tells you where you've overused adverbs and um, passive uh, verbs rather than um, active verbs. So it's knowing the difference between the two. It's knowing what um, how a sentence can be rewritten economically to make the point more relevant, more outstanding, um, and so all of a sudden that becomes very complex and it's less about repeating your sales pitch and it's about trying to engage with a stranger. So it's not about emptying your sales portfolio on the table and professing how brilliant you are. I would even suggest to remove any superlative or pull out as many um, glorifying adjectives as you can and put your piece through Grammarly or Hemingway and see what the AI comes back with. Um, to challenge you on your writing skills, not to prove that they can do a better version, but just to challenge you on how you've written. So one of the things that I want to um, finish with on this piece, because it's a, it's a wider discussion and maybe it's worth getting somebody on the podcast to talk about it, but there are loads of books that you can read and I'm not being flippant to say that, see, if you haven't got a basic understanding of written English, you need to learn that. If sales is important to you, if sales is important to you as a marketeer, as a business owner, then you need to be able to break down doors. You need to be able to write good introductory emails. They need to be able to follow short form, medium form, long form, or a tweet, or a strap line, or a headline, or whatever it is. And part of that content, the ability to write all of the content, is to be able to condense stuff into a letter. So I'm going to recommend, or I'm going to talk about four books that I've got um, that probably... Um, two that are, are absolutely amazing that you're really unlikely to stumble across and two that you will stumble across uh, either online or in Waterstones and I'm not sure they're all that good for you. I'm going to start off with the two that, are, the two that I bought that um, I didn't really get that much value out. The first one is by um, a lady called Kathy Birch and it's called Awakening the Writer Within, How to Discover and Release Your True Writer's Voice. So this is not a bad book if you're interested in writing but it again gives you some fundamentals and structure and formats etc but it doesn't really take you into um, writing really um, compelling sales content the next book is by Kenneth Roman and Joel Raffelson called Writing That Works um, how to communicate effectively in business and it helps you write emails, letters, memos, presentations plans, proposals, speeches, resumes and reports and that's like 
the Swiss Army knife of writing and the Swiss Army probably don't even use Swiss Army knives anymore. So you need something that's brutally direct and I don't think that book is, is the one I got it and I got very little out of it as well. Um, but I've noticed that uh, their kind of front cover advertising by Louis Begley says, The Strunk and White of Business Writing. And that leads me on to the first book that I recommend that you should definitely buy, and that's the uh, William Strunk Jr. and E.B. White, The Elements of Style. And it is um, essentially the everything you need to know about writing good English. Like everything about your, you know, should I use an Oxford comma? What is an Oxford comma? Um, you know, uh, uh, words and expressions that are commonly mis misused. I'm just flicking through it here to find something that you can hopefully relate to in, in the oral medium here. You know, the use of colloquialisms, exclamation marks, headings, when to use a hyphen, um, margins, how you write numerals, for example, um, keeping wor related words together, um, omitting needless words, use def def definite, definite specific concrete language, um, use the active voice over the passive voice, all that sort of stuff that you were probably uh, daydreaming in um, during your 1A to 5A classes that I can relate to in the Academy in Dungannon. I, got a, I think I got a B in my English language and it wasn't from having a class teacher that I got that. Um, I maybe got a C, I can't remember. But the only way to write better is to write more. And so if all you're doing once a week is writing one email and expecting it to be that piece of dynamite that blows the head off some buyer, it's not going to happen. So you need to try, try and try again and fail and try some more. And you need to do it more frequently. And then you need to start writing stuff and, you know, write stuff down. And before you send it, look at it and think, right, okay, how can I change that to make it more compelling and more resonant and shorter? What words need to go? What words need to be replaced? And I'm sure that 99% of you do not do that right now. And if I throw myself into the ring, that might make us 100% because I don't do it all the time. But I find that some of the best uh, work that I do is the stuff that I spend a little bit of time trying to make better. And it's the same with everything. It's the same with this, um, you know, practicing your sales pitch, practicing your, your chat on the telephone, all that sort of stuff. It needs rehearsal to make you better. It needs proper kind of rehearsal and practice to make you better as well. So one book that I'm going to talk about at the end is a book by one of the most famous writers in, in kind of the history of English, uh, Stephen King. Um, Stephen King has a book called On Writing, and it's deadly. It's really, really exceptional, um, as you'd imagine, written by a guy who has written some of the best-selling books that have went on to be the most successful movies of all time, from is it the Shawshank Redemption to Misery um, to it, um, Salem's Lot, I think. Well, there's a whole bunch of them, you know, and I'm only kind of, well, that, that, right, let's see. Uh, Needful Things, Misery, It, Pet Cemetery, Christine, Carrie, Salem's Lot, yeah, The Shining, you know, again, how many others has he written? And he makes the whole art and craft of it so easy, but there are certain fundamentals he talks about in the book that you need to have under your belt or your writing won't achieve anything. And again, a lot of it relates back to the stuff that you should have been paying attention to in grammar school. That's really, 
an abridged version of what could be a whole two or three day workshop on writing and that's the sort of stuff that I do um, with businesses and people but I don't do it as I wouldn't do it in a class of 10 people or 5 people because I think the stuff needs to be specific So, which is why it works really well in your sales huddles if you take your sales staff and your marketing people together and you sit down and you have a clear objective about what you're trying to achieve in a, in a campaign and you've got a frequency of delivery of, of emails going out or direct mail pieces again sales content can be direct mail sales content can be a handwritten letter you know like if you think of the blue ocean and red ocean strategy where red ocean is that that's where all the activity is and the blood, the red is the blood and people are feeding out over here and trying to scavenge over here and blue ocean is that there's a space for clarity over here everything's on email everything's on social media everything is on you know webinars everything is on digital touch points and you send a letter to somebody that says private and confidential the job of the first piece of communication is to get into somebody's hand so they can read it. So who's to say that that's not, not a good way of doing it? Um, if, you're, if you're keen enough and if you're serious enough to do that, then that's maybe the way you should look at it. But don't be thinking that you can go and write really good sales content if you're not good at writing full stop. Again, that's not a criticism, that's an observation. People are, are texting, acronyms, emojis, all that sort of stuff. And in some business-to-business, -business, maybe there's a place for that. I would let the client bring that language to me. I would, as a sales, I wouldn't, wouldn't be prone to bring that kind of language to a prospect first day. After two or three backwards and forwards communications, if that's what they want to say, hey, that's cool. But let them instigate that. Um, try and keep your language. Um, start the, the journey as you, you know, first step forward, you want to be seen like this. Make sure your first piece of outreach is there are no spelling mistakes that you don't rely too heavily on spell check because they don't spell check doesn't give you the difference between there there and there if you see what i'm saying um thanks for checking in and listening to this i'll be interested to hear some feedback feedback so far from the other question that i put out was should i speak to the restaurant and tell them that the food wasn't good and the consensus seems to be 50 50 um, if a couple of people come back and say, you know, if you spent all that money in a restaurant, surely you'd want to know. And some other counter arguments to that would be, you know, you're not a food critic, it's not your job, just go somewhere else. So I'm actually kind of leaning towards the former, but time has gotten in the way and I'm not really sure that I have the appetite to, to go back and complain about 10 days after the event. But there you go. Thanks for checking in. Um, Paul at shift-control.co.uk and um, I look forward to catching up with you again soon.